Welcome to episode 46 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, sir. Not as good as some. How are you? Uh, nervous wreck. We held off the recording the pod as long as we could, and uh, the Barriers saints game in overtime as we speak, so if you hear a sudden shrill it could be good news or bad news. Although the Bears really don't deserve to be in overtime because uh, here's here's a replay of what I was talking about where, where Mims just loses his mind. <laughs> um, um, so uh, they had uh, – I still don't know what the call was. They, they stopped forward progress on a fumble on first down, which should have ended the game. So to be in overtime is almost a gift. So, I mean, they, they almost deserve – well, they definitely deserve to lose this game on the offensive side of the ball. So they have found a kicker. Their defense is solid. Now if we could just shit can the head coach, hashtag fire Matt Nagy, let's get that bad boy trending. And uh, <laughs> again, the entire offense will be on to something. But other than that, I'm doing well. So Good, good. good. All right. Uh, so Joan will explain as we go how we come up, how we came up with our uh, selections for today. All right. Uh, the first one on the dock, it's a Lilanet Lambic from Cherry Republic, 4.3% NA. So I'm anticipating a very, very dessert-like. One would sandwich. think, right? Yeah. Uh, law Lambic, of course, that's cherry. It's an American sour ale. Brewed with northern Michigan cherries. It is in a 12-ounce bottle. And I'm going out of the Storm Crowd brewing glass. Oh, hey. So am I. I really jinx. What do you know? There, and there goes Camara. Running all, running wild. Holding <laughs> on from the ball. But he got it back. But flags are flying all over the place. There's laundry. Oh, you can, you can see the old cherry color to it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really have many cherry notes on the smell, though, but we'll find out. So, yep. without further ado, let's get this party started. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Woo! Tart. Is, yeah, very tart. Uh, don't necessarily get the... Uh, yeah, the cherry taste hits you after you've uh, – At the end. Yeah, at the end there, the cherry. And it's it very tart, refreshing, almost like a wine cooler-like. Yeah, this would be one that uh, in the past, though, you would say uh, – someone could easily say, yep, not a beer, more like a wine cooler. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easy drinking, though. No, Obviously, that's why the, the NA and the IBUs, because there's no bitterness whatsoever. No, just the uh, like the sour tartness, like we were talking about. Um. Well, hey, let's uh, backtrack a little bit here, Dave. Yep. Uh, when last we spoke, uh, World Series was going into Game Five. The series was tied two to two, and last Sunday was Game Five, and the Dodgers won that game four to two. Then right. Game Six was last Tuesday. Dodgers ended up winning the game three to one and the World Series four games to two. And if our uh, production staff at 
EPOD FFA can come through next week. Breaking news. Breaking news. If our staff can get a hold, <laughs> we will be interviewing the world's the Dodgers World Series MVP on episode 47 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. You know who that is, Dave? Who is that, Mike? That's the Tampa Bay Rays manager, Kevin Cash. Nice. We'll be, you know, we'll be interviewing him as the Dodger MVP next week. <laughs> Why would we be interviewing him is because game six, Blake Snell is absolutely dealing. Dealing. I'm, t- I'm saying dealing. What is he doing, Dave? What is it? He's dealing. Yes, he's dealing. Five <laughs> and a third innings, gave up two hits. Nine strikeouts. He threw 73 pitches, 48 for strikes. And then in the bottom of the sixth, he gives up a one-out single. And Kevin Cash went all Mr. Analytics on us. And I don't know when these teams are going to figure out analytics, in my opinion. I think it hurts the game of baseball. I think it hurts sports. But I guess there's a place for it. What the hell? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. And over the long haul, ask the New York Yankees. Over a 60-game a season, 162-game season, analytics may pan out and may get the job done. But in, sure. a, in a short sure. series, a winner go home, at some point you got to grab yourself by the stones and say, hey, who's feeling it? Because analytics, analytics does not measure the heart. Analytics is not measured, you know, because I don't know if you watched any of that game. I mean, Blake Snell was dealing. Right. It, and it was a bloop single. It was just a little, a little, you know, a dying yeah. quick. A, right. You know, and, and he took him out because that's what the statistics said. And, that, and over the season, yeah, it worked out. In a one-game winner going home. And now they wouldn't have won it. And who knows? Maybe the Dodgers would have won game seven, 66 to nothing. I don't know. Right. But. You know, I, I just – and I was so mad, and I, I didn't really have a lot vested in the series, but I was so mad. I watched um, them take Snell out. I saw the Dodgers take a 2-1 lead, and I was so mad. I, I turned it off and went to bed, didn't even watch the end of it. Right, yeah. And then naturally – you know, everybody said that there was no way the Major League Baseball was going to be able to finish it. COVID, the Marlins and the Cardinals all went through their battles of COVID. Yep, so yep. There's no way Major League Baseball can do it. Hats off to Major League Baseball, much like uh, the NHL and yeah. that other league we don't talk about. They Agreed. didn't finish their seasons. They crowned their champions. And then naturally COVID had to rear its ugly head because Justin Turner, who was actually lifted in the sixth inning because the MLB got word that he had actually tested positive for COVID. So played six innings and then he ran onto the field and um, celebrated with no mask. And obviously that you would, you would think it was the direction of Adolf Hitler because he kissed his wife and it's like, listen, he kissed his wife. Who knows what he did with her last night? Cause she was in the bubble with him anyway. So who cares? <laughs> and, you know, if let him out on the field, it was like, Dave Roberts is a cancer survivor. And Justin Turner was next to him. It's like, well, Dave Roberts is a grown man. And I'm sure Justin Turner didn't put a gun to his head and said, Hey, sit next to me coach. So I can get a picture. So whatever. But right. I, I the season that started with COVID naturally had to end with COVID. Right. Yeah. Yep, exactly. 
no hats off. Um, you know, they had to, they had to get to that point anyway. Um, and like you said, I like your, I like your analysis of, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta figure out who's feeling it, who's gonna, who's gonna bring it home for you and, and not just, that seems like it would take kind of the fun out of it too. If you're always looking at the, the paper. Oh, I mean, that's what, and Cora was able to, the Red Sox were analytics guys when they won the World Series, but they did give Cora the autonomy to go with his gut. And if some of the moves he made were like, huh? And they panned out. Yeah. And, you know, watching the Bears on offense here in overtime as third and 15 approaches, I think it would be much like it would be to watch a monkey fuck a football. <laughs> okay but anyway they just completed a first down on third and 15 but there is a flag i don't know what the flag is but anyway uh speaking of the nfl boy what a day today oh yeah i think the, good games. Most, the most amazing asterisk slash bizarre thing of the stat was that the lions had their first offensive fumble with 227 left in the third quarter of today's game against the Colts. And that was kind of like what opened the floodgates as they uh, probably were just blasted and blitzkrieged out, out oh. of the game. I mean, they were in that game, and then all of a sudden, kaboom, 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 yeah, it just imploded. Um, Delvin Cook had four touchdowns today in a win at Green Bay. But yet he was not even the uh, most valuable offensive performer as Patrick Mahomes went bonkers and kept the Jets winless. But the game of the day had to be the Steelers beating the Ravens to remain undefeated. Yeah, I'll talk about that later when we go over the NFL Sunday Challenge. All right. Um, And then I'll talk more about the Mahomes thing in the second segment. Um, UFC action, even fight night. Anderson Silva was knocked out in the fourth round. And Dana White says he should never fight again. So, I mean, he's 34 and 11 now. So, I mean, that's a lot of fights, you know, 45 decisions. That's a lot of kicks and blows to the head and the legs and the body and stuff. But, um, oh, yeah. Dana White doesn't think he should uh, fight again. And uh, before we rate this one, Dave, what do you think? A uh, little college football. College activities, your time to shine. You're into that more than I am. Uh, no, that was, that was that was fun yesterday, and uh, I'll talk about the funnest part. Funnest is that a word? Um, it is funnest. Uh, I saw Texas and Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State was uh, uh, undefeated in the uh, Pac-12, right? Or Pac-12? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six of the nation. No, no, the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Big, Big, 12. Big Twelve. Not Pac-12. Pac-12 is West Coast. Um, so in the Big 12, and what a great Jesus. game. Nick, Came, Nick, not to interrupt, but Nick Foles is the dumbest son of a bitch on the planet. Cut his fucking ass right now. Run the ball, you stupid shit. Oh, because he just sits back there and gets hammered? Jesus Christ, what a yeah. He's um, Careful for what you wish for, folks. You just might get it. And I wish for Trubisky to be benched, and I wish for this. This guy is absolute gong show material garbage. You're a loser, Foles. <laughs> Go pray in the corner somewhere, you loser. Oh well, the, all of our uh, all of our religious listeners just turned off the uh, the pod. I'm just messing with you. I hear you. Uh, but anyway, go ahead with the state uh, <laughs> of college football. 
So it was a great game. It was back and forth. It came all the way down to the end, and Texas ended up uh, defeating Oklahoma State. Uh, great game there. Uh, and then uh, what else did we have? Oh, oh, we had Boston College giving Clemson a run for their money. That was awesome. Flipping back and forth watching that. Um, but, of course, Clemson they ended up – at the end got the winning touchdown, though. What's that? I said Travis MTN got the winning touchdown for Clemson as they survive another scare. It'll be interesting next Saturday, though, because they've already ruled that uh, Trevor Lawrence will not play against Notre Dame. Oh, oh. I, did, yeah. I don't know how I didn't see that. He'll be cleared from COVID protocol Thursday, Friday, but Dabu says that he doesn't think he'll be cardiovascularly ready to play okay. on Saturday. Because he is a 22-year-old highly trained athlete, so there's no fucking way he can get ready in a day or two. But that, anyway, that boggles hey, my mind. Mine too. I just bap, Yeah, I don't know. I can't. How, how is he? That's a that's a ridiculous reason. He's not cardiovascularly ready to. Yeah, that's dumb. Yep. So, uh, and then uh, then the the fun part was uh, after a humiliating, somewhat humiliating loss to Rutgers. Not that Ruck, Rutgers is a is a total pushover this year, but um, just a dismal, what, seven turnovers the Spartans had against yeah. Rutgers last week. Uh, yep. I think everybody, including the Wolverines, thought that Michigan would just run them over this week, and guess what? Michigan State pretty much had control of that game from wire to wire and came out with a W over U of M. So uh, Mel Tucker, uh, first game against U of M as uh, MSU head coach, ends up getting a W. And Harbaugh's got to be scratching his head because I think right now he's like one in six against the Spartans. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting and, and quite fun. So. Yeah, I mean, with no uh, – seven turnovers, I guess that does <laughs> yeah. on your – so, uh, um, And they just – MSU just – they must have found a weakness. They must have watched the – game film or something, because they absolutely abuse their outside linebackers. Um, yeah, who was the receiver for the uh, Spartans? Uh, was it White? White. I was going to say White or Wright, but Wright was Marvin Wright from uh, from many, many, many years ago. So, yeah, so White, yeah, White had a huge day. Yeah, and I think Lombardi was just throwing the ball up and say, here, you know, be athletic, go get it, and he did. Exactly. Um what else? Anything? There's no other major upsets, so. No, not that I can. Not that I can think of. I said we go ahead and rate this bad boy. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll go first. Refreshing, not the bite I'm looking for, but very drinkable. I will give it a three four three point four zero. Three point four zero. I'm in the same neighborhood with you. Uh, I'm going to go a three point, uh, you know, depending on, depending on the day, if I'm, if I'm in that, I want a beer attitude, this is not something obviously I would pick up based on what we talked about. So, but it is refreshing. Uh, I think like you, this might be a lawn mow day, um, uh, mowing the lawn day for you. Oh yeah, for sure. Pick up something like this. But uh, I'm going to go 3.30. All right. Let's see where our folks at uh, Untap have it in. And with a 
paltry 564 check-ins. We're right in the neighbor. What did you say it was? What did you say yours was? 3.30. 3.30. Uh, on tap with 564 check-ins was 3.60. So we were right in the neighborhood of our friends at Untapped. Yes, we were. Uh, all right, Mike. Well, let's uh, let's get into the second one for tonight. The second one is from Rochester Mills Brewing Company in Auburn Hills, Michigan. It's the Toasted Marshmallow Milkshake Stout. It is, uh, it's an ale with milk sugars, cocoa nibs, love them nibs, and marshmallow. It's Michigan's best bonfire beer. No open flame or pointy sticks required. Nice. Yep. It is a 5.2% alcohol and 20 measly IBUs. And we'll do the we'll do the check-ins and the and uh, and that stuff like we've been doing later the uh, the rating the untapped crowd. All right, all right. As we crack this open, Dave, out of the sixteen ounce can, I'm using my real seafood company glass. Um, if we have any hardcore dedicated listeners, I know we have a couple, but I don't know how hardcore they are. They may recall that we actually tasted this beer on the trailer, but we decided to bring it back tonight because we never really rated it on the trailer. If we rated it, we didn't record our ratings. So this is a repeat beer for anybody who's been with us for 46 in the trailer. I'm looking forward to it because I remember liking it quite a bit. I am. Uh, 46 in a trailer, that's uh, almost like what you'd get for an uh, Alabama girl. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what that means, really. I don't know, but it, it sounded good. It sounded but, good. And I said 46 in a trailer, and I had to have something come behind <laughs> it. Like, that's well, pretty okay, good. This doesn't, make any, this doesn't make any sense, but we're going to go with it. All right, cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh, that, yeah. This is like a dessert episode. We had the uh, we had, we had the cherry ale first, followed by the uh, marshmallow toasted marshmallow milkshake. It's like a dessert pod. Very much so. Um, I actually don't remember liking it. I wonder if we had an out-of-date can or something. I don't actually remember. Of course, that hell, that was 47 weeks ago, Dave. Right. That's almost a year ago. <laughs> um, I don't remember liking it this much. But anyway, hey, what the hell? Uh, I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Um, before we get into uh, Larry's favorite segment of the show, uh, yes, listeners, Will Lutz hit a 30-some-yard field goal to beat the Bears in overtime. Um, like I say, if you if you're watching the game, really shouldn't have got to that point. The Bears fumbled, and the NFL stuck it to uh, Sean Payton with uh, right up the hoop with a sandpaper finish <laughs> because they really should have never got there. And plus, the Bears' offense is just anemic. It doesn't do anemic just yeah. Yeah, it just they're terrible and. I just hope it doesn't turn into an absolute gong show where the defense just, you know, 
walks the plank and says, hey, fuck you guys. We can't do it all. Um, which what happened to the Jaguars. Remember the Jaguars were like a quarter away from beating Brady and the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl, but Brady came back, won. The Brady, Brady went to the Super Bowl. The very next year, the Jaguars just imploded, and then the offense couldn't get out of its own way, and then they just started pedaling defensive players off, whatever. So hopefully that doesn't happen to the Bears, but right. anyway, yeah, we'll see. I mean, hey, you know, they're five and three, and if you've watched any of the Bear games, they could just as easily be one and seven, so yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Hey, it, it is what it is, and maybe the sun will come up tomorrow, but if it doesn't, who cares? Um, but anyway, on to Larry's favorite portion of the show, the Flights Football and Anything Else First Ever Fantasy Football League. Like in week six, I thought for sure in week seven I'd take over the lead for sure. But I just couldn't get past Team Wendy and grab the lead, even though last week he, he only had points from one of his players. He had, all, he had four zeros and 28 from Kyler Murray. Which, going into this week, he had 260 points in first place. I'm right on his heels with 250 points. Henry is 228 points. And, Dave, uh, you're at a <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee. Some points. I guarantee the champ will have at least some success in at least one of his fantasy leagues because I got my teeth kicked in in the league that I'm the defending champion. I mean, I lost, I, I damn near lost a hundred points to Greg Chappie. Uh, my team absolutely sucked, but Hey, in the flights football, anything else league going into week nine, I will be in first because Josh had a buy from Kyler Murray. And I think he's got three zeros with Mike Evans tomorrow. And I had Patrick Mahomes go off for 34. So this time next week, episode 47, I will finally be in the lead in our, in our uh, fantasy football pool. So, and, and Dave, I mean, you must just be the curse because you finally got Galladay back and he promptly left with an injury today. So, yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah. you're like the injury curse on this fantasy deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I didn't even – it's just a head scratcher, head shaker. Yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm, Stick a fork in me, I'm done. And like I said, I will I will give a thumbs up to uh, our uh, loyal listener Josh Wendy because he came he got to the party a little late and he says, "Hey, I won't take anybody that's been taken. Give me this team." And he he went with Murray, McCaffrey, Kamara, Evans, and Juju. And Murray's been an absolute stud. He had one game out of McCaffrey, and then. Since McCaffrey hasn't been ruled out for a year, we haven't allowed a replacement. And he's actually, like I said, until because I actually will be ahead of. I mean, unless Mike Evans gets fifty points tomorrow. I mean, yeah. if Mike Evans, if Mike Evans goes off, then I'll be repeating this speech again in episode forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to get fifty. So, uh, but yeah, so that's what we got. And you know, next year when we have two thousand six hundred and fifty people in the second year of flights football and anything else fantasy football league i won't be able to go over the rosters as in depth otherwise it'll be a 15-hour podcast right and I, although larry would really be appreciative of that because he i know he loves this segment so much <laughs> um anyway segment two dave 
What's it time for? This, 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 this. Day, 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 day. In sports, 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 sports. You still have a blue here? Yeah. My first one, November 1st, 1913. So for all you math guys out there, that's 107 years ago today. Notre Dame. That This one's for you, Sonny. I know you still listen as you drive. Notre Dame upsets Army 35-13 in the college's, college's apostrophe inaugural football game. So this is the first time Notre Dame and Army met, and Notre Dame beat them 35-13, where they basically almost revolutionized the forward pass as Gus Dorius was 14 of 17 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. And Newt Rockney, maybe some of you have heard of him, was on the receiving end of a lot of those passes. But that doesn't sound that impressive, 14 of 17 for 243 yards. Right. In today's game, like when you got Mahomes throwing five touchdowns and throwing for 450 yards, thank you very much, 34 points for the fans. League. cha-ching. <laughs> uh, but back in 1913, the aerial assault wasn't really right. there. For, no, it was grounded pound. Yeah, exactly. So for a guy to go 14 to 17 for 243 is saying something. Oh, yeah. What do you got, Dave? All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. November 1st, 1953. You've got Herb Thomas. You know Herb Thomas. Sure I do. Driving his number 92 Hudson Hornet wraps up the NASCAR Grand National Championship with 14th place in a 100-mile finale at Atlanta's Lakewood Speedway. Thomas, first repeat champion of the series. Now, why, why is that significant or important or interesting? Because uh, if you had kids here, you know, 18 years ago, uh, there was a series that Disney put out called Cars. And they dedicated one character in that, in the, in the Cars animated series, um, Doc Hudson. They, that, that character is um, in memory of Herb Thomas and that famous number 92 Hudson Hornet. So that's the same, same car. I did not know that because we, I, I used to play cars with the boys, I think. Yeah, well, I know, I, I know I've seen them all with the kids. I don't specifically remember, but something when I read that, I saw the Hudson Hornet, and I'm like, I wonder if that's the same Hudson Hornet in the movie Cars. So I looked it up and fact-checked it. There you go, Larry. Um, or was that or is that, uh, is that Fish that wants us to fact-check? Fish is more of the fact-check guy. Okay. All right, Fish. There you go. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I um... – yeah, because I would have never known that, and especially today when Chase Elliott won himself into the Final Four in today's NASCAR, and Kevin Harvick missed the cut. Kevin Harvick cannot win the championship, even though he was one of the dominant drivers of the the year right. with, like, with like 66,217 wins, and he still isn't in the finals because yeah, of the And if you ask, I think I could explain to you a quarterback rating easier than I can explain to you how NASCAR accumulates points and who moves on. I think actually NASCAR just makes it up on the fly. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you're, right. in the, you're in the playoffs. 
Well, it's it's in the algorithm. It's just it's in the algorithm. Exactly. And I think the I think the uh, quarterback rating is easier to figure out than the NASCAR algorithm. Um, my next this day of sports, 1959, 61 years ago. 61 years ago today, Canadians goalie Jacques Plant became the first NHL net miner to wear a fiberglass protective face mask. So there you go. What were they wearing before that? Nothing. Hey. Yeah, so, but, you know, again, the shots weren't as hard and whatnot, but you, you still had to play goalie with no mask, so it was a man's game then. Yeah, so that's, that's where that's – where, That's when you, you went to school when you walked uphill both ways. <laughs> right. That's where spit and chiclets comes from. Exactly. What's your next one, Dave? Well, a year later, 1954, a year later from my first one, uh, another NASCAR – this day in sports, Lee Petty, uh, Richard's father, with 32 top 10 finishes from 34 races, wins NASCAR Grand National Championship by 283 points from Hertz, from said Herb Thomas the year earlier. Petty fails to finish the season, ending Wilkes 100 and, uh, oh, ending uh, Wilkes 160. I don't quite understand finishing season ending looks. I didn't understand that part, but I just thought that was pretty interesting that um, Lee Petty had 32 top 10 finishes in 34 races and destroyed the field by 283 points. 32 out of 34. That's a pretty good percentage. Yeah. Very good. Um, I was hoping I could gloat a little more on my next this day in sports. 54 years ago today, November 1st, 1966, the NFL awards a franchise to New Orleans. The name Saints alludes to November 1st, which is All Saints Day in the Catholic faith. Ah. I was hoping that I would be able to, because as everybody knows, I'm a Bear fan. Right. Bears played the Saints today. I was hoping that the Bears would have a win and I could make some snide remark about, you know, the Saints and then, but Getting a franchise. Yeah. The Saints won, and the <clears throat> Saints won on the 54th edition of their uh, existence. Yeah, that's kind of fitting. All right, we got to back it up a couple of years to my next one, 1964. And everybody will figure out why I picked this one. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Len Dawson. Passes for 435 yards, which is kind of what you were talking about earlier. Passes for 435 yards and six TDs in a 49-39 win over the Denver Broncos at Municipal Stadium. Nice. He shares surname. What's that? He shares your surname. Is that the significance? Yes, Uncle Len. And the fact that, you know, he threw for 435 yards and six. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he, was, he went balls <laughs> out. Yeah, that was yeah, part of the deal. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right. I look forward to meeting him at uh, Thanksgiving when you invite Liz and I over and we can meet Uncle Len. There you go. I'll, I'll uh, let him know. Well, let's ask him on the pod. <laughs> I might. I'll call him up. Um, my final TDIS, and then I have it like an asterisk because it's a twofold part. But my final TDIS, 30 years ago today, who can forget this day? 
Sandra Miller was awarded $100 for Mike Tyson finally nerve rest. <laughs> now, I mean, I mean, that to me, that, again, hey, to our younger listeners out there, hashtag no means no. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not making fun of that, but I'm like, what kind of award is that? I mean, I guess I could have delved into the court. You know, maybe she in, instigated a lot of the activity or whatever, whatever, but I'm sure it's like, so a tit, a tit grab is worth just a hundred bucks. Hey, we'll give you a hundred bucks, Sandy. But that's all I'm get about. Get out of our courtroom. It's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna find. You're gonna find. Well, is that like a? Because he bottled her breath. Hundred bucks. What was it? So Would it have been two hundred if he'd have touched them both? <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if it was like the NFL. You know, you could have a, uh, you could have a five yard face mask, or you could have a fifteen yard face mask. That, but that's that hundred dollar fine has to be of the five yard variety. <laughs> so you must, you must not even have. The, the turkey timers must not even have been popped up yet on that account. Or just an accidental, it was an accidental graze in passing. That could have been it. Yeah, he might have been like shimmy and passed her on the dance floor and just kind of like grazed up against it and she saw who it was and said, I'm getting me some money. Could have been. She got, her, she got herself a hundo. I like to say hondo, but Larry gets on me because it's, Hundred, so it should be Hundo. Yeah, I like Hundo. I know everybody says Hundo. I fuck you guys. I like Hondo. Hondo sounds cooler. Larry. Give me a Hondo, Dave. Give me a Hondo, and I'll go buy us some beer. That sounds cooler. <laughs> Even though it's not, you know. Anyway, whatever. Have, have you ever had anybody look at you and go, Mike? What the fuck are you talking about? What's a Hondo? Like getting your Hondo? Larry, Larry, Hondo. Go get some beer. Larry's like, what are you calling it a hondo for? It's a hundred. It's a hundo. Well, a hundo sounds stupid. It's just like uh, Jack Morris. I think I don't think Jack is his real name. We'll, we'll have to research that. But his name they call him Jack, but his name is uh, John or Jake or something. But they call him Jack. And it's like, how do you get Jack out of John or Jake? Which doesn't make any sense. I'll, I'll research that at the break. Anyway, do you have any more? I do not. All right. The only nothing, the, the, nothing jumped out at me. The asterisk one is I, I want to tip my cap to uh, at the Fishman 8's favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, because November 1st was a big day for Jim Brown because in 1959 he scored five touchdowns one day, and then in 1964 he became the first ever running back to rush for over 10,000 career yards. So November 1st was a big day in Jim Brown's career. I guess. Well, that was kind of uh, weird that one guy had two memorable moments on the same day. Same day. Right? Yeah, that is pretty cool. All right, you go first, Dave, on the old toasted marshmallow. I'm thoroughly enjoying this dessert. I, I may, you know, when we queue up uh, the third tasting, um, I may go get a piece of cake or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, there's... There's a lot of flavor. Um, they aren't kidding, you know, when they say that uh, it's Michigan's best bonfire beer. Uh, you probably wouldn't need marshmallows and sticks with this. Uh, so I'm going to take it at a 3.85. All right. Well, yes. Yes. Um, 
Well, I, I can't just try to. I can't. Yeah, I, I am speechless. I didn't expect you to have it rated that high. So I'm going to go. But I, I, it can't. This can't be a dick measuring contest here. I can't just give it a higher rating just because you went 3.85. Right. So my first rating was 3.4. I clearly like it better than the Leland on Lambic. I'm going to go 3.78. Uh, very, right. very tasty, and I would surely drink this again. And stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> All right. So um, looking up the untapped crowd with 9,200 check-ins, 9.2K, we were a little short of what the untapped crowd said, 3.98. So they were almost a 4.0 on this. Surprised? No, I'm not going to say I'm surprised. I'm not going to argue it. A very tasty beer. I do not remember, like I say, though, that was 47 weeks ago. I do not remember liking that beer. The, but maybe it, the dessert palette we've got going here with the cherries first and now the uh, marshmallow milkshake second. Might be on something. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah I don't know. But very tasty. I, I would definitely uh, recommend and say go for it if you see it out there. All right, Dave. Third and final tasting of episode 46 of Flights Football and anything else. Hey, we've yeah. always had full disclosure with our listeners, have we not? We have. We have. And no I don't know how, I mean, life got in the way. You thought it was my turn to buy. I thought it was your turn to buy. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had to kind of piecemeal the tastings together. Um, and we did know, a we, fine job, by the way. And we did. We, you know, we each had a toasted marshmallow milkshake conveniently in the fridge, <laughs> courtesy of uh, Shelly Duchamp, who I know doesn't listen to the pod, but I'll give her a shout out nonetheless. And um, you had two bottles of the Lelanol Lambic. And then it was like, all right, what do we do for a third tasting? And, you know, I, I'm wrapped up into fantasy football, doing this, that, and the other thing. You're wrapped up into um, the Fox Sports, what you'll talk about here in a second, doing this, that, and the other thing. And we're like, uh, hello, we don't have a third tasting. And lo and behold, you actually had, from a variety pack from, a, from the Surly Beer Company, that we did not try. Correct. We had, one, we had one can left of that. And I actually had a can left of, not can left, but uh, our loyal listener, Larry Schaff, Blackhawk Larry, mentioned him hundreds and hundreds of times. His daughter was, I don't know where they went to get the beer, but it was like a Horex type place where they have beer, wine, right. a whole bunch of different shit. And she brought back a bunch of tastings. So I'm like, all right, well, I can try this beer, Dave, if you want to try that last beer. And, you know, it's not going to be the same tasting, but nonetheless, but hey, 46 episodes deep, Dave, you got to be able to switch it up and make some changes. So what I'm sampling for my third tasting 
It's called 1050. That's what the kids say. I, I think that's, I think it's a play on the word, you know, because it's 1050, F-I-D-Y, from Oscar Blues Brewery. It's an imperial stout coming in at a nice, healthy, more alcohol percentage than our first two combined, 10.5% and 65 IBUs. What are you bringing to the table for the third tasting, Dave? 10.5% and 50 IBUs? 65 IBUs. 65 IBUs. I'm bringing to the table rocket surgery. It's a hazy ale from Surly Brewing Company, uh, Minneapolis, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And we're looking at a 5.5% alcohol by volume, and I'm not sure what the IBUs are. But it is a hazy, uh, uncomplicated, juicy, so therefore a New England-style IPA. So I would guess the IBUs are going to be somewhere in the 30 to 50 range. All right. So without further ado, a... Oh, mine's clearly oh wow darker. yeah that's uh what do you call a that ten, there's a little 1050 <laughs> a little oil can pour yep yep and i poured the perfect commercial beer but not the perfect drinking beer but not a bad pour nonetheless right nonetheless the storm cloud brewing glasses Cheers. Oh, that's good. How about yours? Rich. Very rich. Oh, okay. Let me get a second pull of this bad boy here. You mean like rich, like a like a patisserie cheesecake rich or I mean, the, I mean, it doesn't, it's, um, it, it is a stout, so falls in line with like the, the, dessert, the dessert menu that we've been tasting tonight. I like that. Not, not really a stout drinker, but full body. I like it. Good. It's not the IPA. I mean, hell, we haven't had an IPA tonight. This is like, I feel like, I almost feel like I'm cheating. This is like two out of three or three out of four pods. We haven't had any IPA. Well, actually, you're having an IPA right now. Correct. But I have not had an IPA in like two out of three or three out of four pods. I almost feel like I'm cheating on my IPAs. <laughs> They'll get over it. They still love you, Mike. They should. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, before we go any further, it's the uh, Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg. Okay. And he says, "What's up, player? Is the guy on the other line that says it's not player? It's player or whatever he said. Is he somebody or is he just yeah?" He's another. He's another. He's another rapper. Who is it? I've never. Ah, uh, right. You're, you're you're off the cuff. Oh, he I is can't. somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, that that's 
my least favorite Snoop Dogg commercial because I don't like that guy. He annoys, <laughs> he annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy he's talking to? Yes. He oh, okay. shit. <laughs> so that guy's a rapper? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you want me to bring it up on YouTube? Well, if you can find it without too much dead air for our listeners, our listeners don't want to listen to dead air. No, but I can I can do that while... Uh, I don't know, is it, is it time for random question time, or are we out of random questions, Dave? We got to, you know, hey, I got a random question for you. What can we, uh, other yes. than random question, what can we <laughs> turn our final segment into? We're running out of random questions. I mean, there's only, only so many... Well, usually, like, you know, our third segment, it all depends. I like the segment that you had last week with you started that. Now, is it? Uh, I found no news art. I, I was wondering if any you or any of the listeners would call me on that because I do like that segment. It's like, hey, a guy was murdered for shitting in somebody's lawn. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I like I like that but I could not find anything worthy of talking about. And that's why I kind of pushed it to the back burner. We did it in 45, nothing in 46. If we can find newsworthy stories, I right. do like as a segment. Yeah. Now, have you, I mean, if you found something, let's, let's talk about it. You can give me a story or no story. If yeah. I might, find, I might find, I'm going to have some extra time on my hands. Maybe this next week, I might be able to find a story, but I don't have one now, but I think story or no story. I mean, that, um, that's going to be a, that's going to be a good one for segment three, along with our random question, which is, all right, this is totally, you have no idea. I have not suggested this or told you what the random question is yet, but what is the best or describe the best fight or two fights fist fights you've ever been in and why did they start and happen well the best one and i can remember vividly is i was a third grader (laughs) and mark bentley was a second grader right and that for some reason i had heard he wanted to fight me and i'm like I, you know, I really don't even know who this guy is. Why does he want to fight me? And back in elementary, you didn't wear your gym shoes. You had shoes and you had gym shoes. So I had my gym shoes in my bag. And um, I'm walking home and this Mark Bentley comes out and starts fucking running his mouth. You know, just run his mouth. I'm, I'm, we're trudging through snow. I mean, it, I, I vividly remember it. It's snow up to your ankles. So you're plodding along. And this dude is just running his mouth. So finally, you know, I turn around. We square up. Tussle like, you know, second and third graders would. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just started laying my tracks tennis shoes that are in my bag. Just start throwing the beat down on him <laughs> and he runs away crying so i'm counting that as a victory i'm counting that as a fight victory for me <laughs> you know because he yeah he wanted it i ended it right I had my try, and they they hey you know why i thought i needed to protect um kmart tracks tennis shoes in the bag <laughs> Is anybody's guess, but they came they came to play when I started throwing the, the haymaker on them. 
Second one, most memorable fight was I was the instigator. And I remember the word, and I'll tell you the worst part about this fight in a second. I was in fourth grade, and I think Robert Holbrook was in sixth grade or maybe fifth grade, but I know he was older than me. And I just didn't like this fucking cat. You know, we're at, <laughs> we're at for a burger. I just didn't like this fucking cat. It might have been the burning of the, the, the track tennis shoe episode burning in my mind that I had to get just unleash something on somebody and we met outside just outside the school a little shit talking went on and I, I i can i mean it's well it's not 50 years ago i'm only 53 so it's like 45 years ago and i remember it like it was three weeks ago i i reached out with my left hand grabbed him by his coat, swung with my right hand, connected, and as I connected, I ripped the pocket of his coat, fucking kid cried like a little pussy, and ran home. And so I, I'm thinking, I'm the king, I'm the man, I'm a badass. Until the next day, when my third grade teacher, Mrs. Bain, made me go to the principal's office, and call Robert Holbrook's mother and apologize. <laughs> Not and Robert, I, his mother. When, when Mrs. May made me go to the principal's office, I was crying like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the after fight was a lot worse for me than the fight. <laughs> and as fate would have it, she didn't answer, but... Um, <laughs> I think Miss Bame got her point, point on because, like I say, when she made me go to the principal's office to call, and it's like I, I'm thinking to myself, why do I gotta apologize? This motherfucker's running his mouth, and I set him in his place. And, and yeah, sure, I tore his jacket, but that was just with the the hardcore right hand that the champ had thrown at him. So anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, and outside of that, I don't. I'm more of a lover, Dave, not a fighter. So. Oh yeah, well we know that about you, Mike. Uh, mine was uh, mine was in college, and it's probably you know the story is a little more interesting why it happened as opposed to the fight itself. But um, so uh, I was in my dorm room, and you know my suite mate. So you got you know my roommate and I have a room. Then there's a bathroom that we share with suite mates, and these guys were from Ann Arbor, and uh, so. We were hanging out. I don't know if we were going to right before dinner or something like that. But the one roommate, I'll just say the tall, the tall skinny one, um, gets me in a headlock. And I'm like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Well, I mean, I'm starting to feel like if, you know, if he squeezes just a little bit harder, a little bit longer, I'm going to lose consciousness. It's like this isn't just like playing around. He's, he's upset about something. And so uh, – Finally, I start reaching back, trying to slap him in the face. Hey, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And then it gets to, uh, I'm, I think the way I got out of it was uh, I was reaching back with my left hand. So he moved a little bit to the right. And so I came underneath with my elbow, my right elbow, caught him right in the rib, which uh, got him to loosen up. And I got out of that. But long story short, um, 
I think we were both afraid to really throw any haymakers or any real direct like punches to the face uh, just because we didn't want to get kicked out of college. But I just could not figure out. He slammed me up against uh, the back of the bathroom door and I cut my, I cut the edge of my hand and my wrist on the edge of the mirror that I had put there. And that really pissed me off. And so I think about a minute later, he ended up inside my closet um, where I was able to just shut the door and, sh and shut him in my closet. But come to find out, he was kind of getting retribution because his roommate, who had not drank prior to college, um, had started drinking and didn't know how to stop. And so uh, his first outing, he ended up puking all over our bathroom and, of course, slept in the next day till who the hell knows when. And me being who I am, didn't appreciate not having a bathroom to go into because it smelled like vomit. I mean, it was all over. Um, he had ended up passing out on the floor and, you know, and, and whatnot. And so, you know, whatever, helped him clean it up and this, that, and the other thing. And so I, it was like a week later, um, he ended up doing the same thing, just throwing up all over the place and passing out on the bathroom floor. So I had had a few too many, and one of the guys down the hall said, well, let's teach him a lesson so he doesn't do this again. Let's shave one of his eyebrows off. So we went and got a razor, and he was certainly passed out enough, and we shaved one of his eyebrows off. And uh, so he was wearing a Band-Aid outside of the room over one eye for, you know, a good three, four weeks. And uh, so that's the reason, and I, I don't blame him, because if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't have shaved his eyebrow off. That was kind of a... Yeah, a it grew back. It grew back. Fuck him. Well, it did, but I, I can understand why his roommate was a little upset, but he could have uh, he could have at least warned me or, or, you know, at least confronted me a little bit instead of getting me into a, you know, like a, a half Nelson and trying to, like, pass me out. And hey, and I'm going to give you another one now that you mentioned roommates and shit. And uh, this is what the app Fishman ate. I, I really don't know what how it started. <laughs> you know, I, I I will have to text him on this to make sure he listens to episode 46 of Flights Football and anything else because I know he's a casual listener. He's not a. <laughs> but there was one time. The house on Bernie Street that we we had a dartboard set up. You know, the Bernie Street basement was set up for dartboards, and you know, you know, guys in the basement drinking. Uh, this was actually before before Justin was born, or Justin was very, 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 very young. And you know, we're sitting down there playing. You know. It, Alcohol's flowing and this, that, and the other thing is like, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, Fish and I have been friends since forever, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, something happened, <laughs> and we threw our darts, metal plated darts, at one another, <laughs> locked, locked, you know, locked up in a Greco Roman wrestling headlock, and it was like, you know, like after like 12 seconds, it was like, <laughs> all right yeah, okay we're done and then like the other guys that were there broke it up and it was like so hey fish, if, if this is one of the episodes you listen to what actually was our dart <laughs> <incident over? laughs> because like we threw darts 
or I threw him at him, or he threw him at me, or we threw him simultaneously, or whatever, and then we locked up in like a Greco-Roman wrestling move, and both were so fatigued minutes into it, we, we didn't know what to do. So, anyway, so, hey, Fish, looking forward to your uh, feedback on that. So, but yeah, so, but yeah, hey, all you flights, football, anything else listeners, if, if you're fucking scrappers, and you laid the wood to somebody, fucking let us know. We'll put you on the uh, Badass Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, and you can go to ffaepod uh, at gmail.com, or you can go epod ffa, or hashtag epod ffa, right? Because the story to beat, I know, is, I, I know Brian Adams is a listener. The story to beat is Brian Adams went to a party – He's a Swan Valley kid. He went to a hemlock party and they took a shovel to him because he was, he was, uh, you know, and it, you know, Hey Brian, sorry if you didn't want that let out of the bag, but hell fuck we're old. Who cares what happened? When we were young. But, uh, so yeah. If you, hey, if you guys got any, uh, shit kicking or shit taking stories you want to share with us, let, let us know. You ready to rate that or not quite yet? Oh yeah. I'm absolutely ready to rate this. It'd be weird because, I'm not tasting what you're tasting. You're not tasting what I'm tasting. That's what she said. And um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going first because I'm telling you right now, 1050 might be one of the best beers I've ever had. All right. Wow. And I'm gonna here. Let me go one more time. All right. One more. One more take of that. Yeah. I mean, it's. Remember how last week the velvet villain was sinisterly smooth. Oh yeah. Tinfit is smoother than that. Oh, wow. And I wish Allison would have brought me a dozen Tinfitty. <laughs> because I'm going to go, I'm going to, I show no fear. I'm going to go 406 for 406. Now, that's for the night, though, right? So. Let me ask you this, because I was looking at our list before. You had rated Helmet Breaker at one point a 4.4. 4. Right. Now, I know Helmet Breaker is not the same uh, style, not the same kind of beer as this. Obviously, Helmet Breaker is a double IPA. This is a Imperial Stout. But if you had to choose between the two. Um, oh, Helmet Breaker for sure. Okay. All right. But this is but this is four point above four point zero worthy for you. I got you. Yeah, four point zero six, but still point three four below helmet breaker. Yeah. So, but um, this, like as a stout, I mean, this is. Remember how we we what did we rate Velvet Dillon last week? Um, oh, my sheets are up here. God damn it! I hate when I'm not playing, Dave. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I went four, we both went 4.00. Okay. And I like, I like this a tad better than Velvet Dylan. Yeah. And I went 4.06. I'm a fucking rating extraordinaire, motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, all right. I would put Rocket Surgery Hazy Ale from Surly Brewing Company. I would put that almost into a, an all-day IPA category only 
uh, and not not to go on um, uh, uh, a tangent. Well, not well, not a tangent, but I mean not to not to go off. I said all day IPA because that's not. I'm not going off of the founders all day IPA. I'm just using that as a like somebody uses Band Aid or Kleenex. Um, so you know, just as a generic for you know the the. 4.5 to 5.5 alcohol content, um, uh, not very bitter, something you can drink all day. Uh, but yet, I think this has more uh, the hazy, juicy taste than some of those all day IPAs. So I'm going to put this like at a 3.90. All right. Hey, it's before not, it's we not knock your socks off, but it's, 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 it's good. Not 3.90, 3.90 curls the socks down a little bit. May not have knocked them off, but I think 3.90 is a rating that curls them down a little But, hey, Larry, let Allison know, where did we get uh, 1050 at? Because that's the Dave, real deal. Yeah, Dave wants to sample it, and it, it's, it's quality. It's a quality beer. So, um. Anything else, Dave? We, we are almost at a fucking year. Do you think anybody will care when we go like uh, episode 53? Now, are we going to go episode 53 or are we going to go episode one, season two? Season two, episode one. Oh, all right. All right now. So. I don't, but I don't care. I Honestly, it could be season two, episode, or. Yeah, season two, episode fifty-three. If you want, no, if we go season two, we almost gotta make it. Hey, this is season episode fifty-three. How? Wait, wait a second. How? No, we we'll that? just do. We'll just keep going, man. We want to get to. We want to get to episode. Um, you know, five five hundred ninety-five. All right. So, um, but hey, as I look down. In either of my glasses, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.